Hello everybody and welcome back to Sportcast episode 30. In today's episode I'm going to be talking about <clears throat> all the football transfer news and talking about the big the big six clubs in England and which players they should they should sign. Uh, today I am joined by special guest Paul Tilson. Paul, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks Tara. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, you looking forward to the episode? Yeah, they me good. Good few transfers there recently, so lots to talk about. Yeah, so, let, so without that, let's just jump straight into it. So, let's talk about Liverpool first and who do you think they need to sign? So, obviously, the biggest position for Liverpool is the midfielder. And, obviously, the big name is Jude Bellingham. So, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, Jude Bellingham would be class, like, as a Liverpool fan. Over the last season, we've so clear how much we need a midfielder. But uh, I don't know if you saw that thing coming out today for BCO put up about like Dortmund won't sell him for cheap because they have no reason to sell him. Like his contract's not up until 2025. So they're going to be lasting for a lot of money. And I don't know if Liverpool have that money. You know, I saw the report come out about um, Dortmund are like, or, or, like unwilling to sign him or unwilling to sell him. And like that FSG yeah. aren't willing to pay the cash because they don't think they have enough to compete with like Madrid and City which is kind of poor because you need a midfielder so badly like it's so evident like you're, I mean your middle like your your midfield three is Milner Henderson and Fabinho like you need a world class midfielder in there yeah exactly like it's just such an age of midfield Henderson and Fabinho are nowhere near the level they used to be and the fact that Milner still starting like is mad like considering we're trying to win Champions Leagues in Premier League, you know what? Milner is someone I actually admire. Like he puts in a, a like a seven out of ten performance each week. Like he 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 never really drops his standards. I know he's like thirty seven now, but to be fair with him, he's still like he's still in there. He's still battling hard. I mean, when he came on against Madrid, he was actually good. Or I don't know if he started, but he, he played well in that Madrid game. I actually think he's been one of your best midfielders in the last like five or six years. Like he's always he always puts in a shift. Like. Yeah, exactly, he's so consistent. Like he runs his legs off every week, and he shows such passion for the badge. Like it's such a legend to have in the club. But like the fact he's still starting at thirty-seven is questionable, despite how like good he's been for us over the last few seasons. Oh, yeah, no, fair enough. Like fair enough. Like and fair play to him for playing. Like Klopp obviously sees something in him. Like he's a real leader on that pitch, and with the experience he has, you know, it just brings great. It it brings a great like energy to the team, but. If I was to ask you now, obviously Bellingham poss- most likely not being signed, who would be your main target? Probably be Matthias Nunes. I know Liverpool have been after him for a long time. It's kind of like along with Bellingham. But I think I've seen him play a, bit, a good bit for Wolves. And like he's some midfielder by the looks of him. Like him or Caicedo. Caicedo is also great. He, especially like as Liverpool played Brighton. A uh, good few times over the last few months in the FA Cup and Premier League, so I saw a good bit of Casado, and he was class as well. So either of the two of them, like they both seem to be great midfielders, and they would definitely fit into our midfield. Like, do you know who? I'd, do you know who I think Liverpool should really sign? I think it's Paulinho from um, Fulham. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! He was so good against United yesterday. He's got the most tackles in the Prem, hundred and one, and every match he hasn't started for Fulham they've lost which is like an unbelievable record and to make them have the most tackles in the Premier League I mean and the way he like the way he can run with the ball and he's got like a wicked shot on him I know he's not probably he's not the most creative player but Liverpool need an, an engine in that midfield like I think he'd be a good replacement for Fabinho How, like what are your thoughts on him? 
Yeah, that sounds good. I haven't actually seen that much of them, to be honest. But um, those stats you just said there are really impressive, like most tackles in the league and stuff. Uh, I agree with you as well. Like, we kind of just need a box to box midfielder to just do it all, win the ball back, get the ball up the pitch. So, like, yeah, by the looks of sound of him, like, he'd definitely be a good player for Liverpool, especially said replacement for Fabinho. Like, he's just not anywhere near the level he used to be at. Like, he's been so poor this season. Like. Yeah, no, like, that's, yeah, no, like, Fabinho has just dropped off his level so much like compared to last season when he was just unbelievable i mean i'm looking at him now like he just looks like a he looks like a lost like just looks so lost in the pitch you know like some of the tackles he's made this season like remember that one on evan ferguson like that was horrendous and just like losing losing the ball just ah you just need a new midfield like i mean fair play to Klopp though i mean what he's done with like liverpool have only signed one world-class midfielder in the last like three or four years and that's been tiago like and Klopp's been wor- working miracles, I mean, with just that midfield to keep it going. But you can finally see the lack of investment from F- F- from FSG, you know what I mean? You can see the ageing midfield, you can see there's no one there. And Thiago, like, you need a new midfielder as well. Like, Thiago, look, I'm a big fan of Thiago, but he is so injury-prone. Yeah, you know, Thiago's brilliant. Like, he just seems to get injured every second game. Like, he just can't get a string of games together, like, anymore. Plus, just because he's old, obviously, like, the midfield has just aged so much. And, like, as you said there, like, with respect to Klopp, he took in not world-class midfielders and just made them into some of the best midfielders in the world. So, we saw, well, like, Fabinho especially. But, obviously, with just Fabinho just getting older, like, now it's so clear, as you said, we just need a new midfielder, and now FSG are just going to have to invest yeah no look look that's just how it happens though like these it's rebuilds like united are going through one chelsea are going through one arsenal are going through one so many teams all right so that's kind of liverpool that's liverpool covered i want to move on to man united and i think the biggest transfer united need is a number nine because without vague horse is just not doing it and my top pick would be victor awesome in like oh my god he's an absolute tank 15 goals in 15 games what, what have you thought about him and who do you think united should sign I think I agree with you. I think he has to be the nine United need. He's been so good for Napoli this season. Like that, the football Napoli are playing this season is amazing. Like they're in Champions League quarter final, and out of the four teams on their side of the draw, you'd have to back them to get to the final as well. Like, and he's a big part of their team. Like Liverpool played them in the group stage uh, of the Champions League earlier this year, and he was class. Like Van Dijk really struggled with them. And he just ran past Gomez. Like, he was amazing. And I think, honestly, I think it'd be scary to see United with a proper number nine because look how well they're doing with Weghorst. Like, Weghorst is actually, I think he's like, I really like him at United. Like, he's obviously not being a United supporter. I just think he shows good passion for the badge. And he's just like, I just think he's a decent player to have, but he's not like a long-term striker you can rely on for years to score lots and lots of goals. Yeah, like you... That's that's what I think... Thomason come in and just be class. Like he'd be such a good player for United to have. And I think a front three of Rashford, him, and like Sancho or Anthony would be scary. Yeah, like he's not quite United level. You can see it. Like his like it's only two goals in like twenty games, like which isn't good enough. But he brings so much more to to the team other than goals. Like I know, like as an over nine, that's your it's literally your job, like to score goals. But to be fair, like his pressing is unbelievable. I mean, he doesn't. Um, uh, he doesn't like he doesn't stop running he's uh you know i completely agree with you like he's probably 
he's underappreciated because he puts in he puts in a shift every game. Like his link up play is class, his passing is class. He just lacks the goals in him. But no, Osman would be my top pick. Like he's just, I mean, he's just so good in every way. Like he's so quick, so strong, tall. He can. And he can hold it up. That's what United need. They need a number nine where the wingers can link, like play off. Like I think that's why Sancho's been struggling so much because he hasn't had a proper number nine to link off. Like because that's not what Veghorst really does. He's more of a hold up player. But I think with Osman, and that's why I think we've seen like Sancho struggle a bit. I'm not saying I'm like I'm saying Sancho. You know, obviously he needs to improve himself. But I think that's one of the reasons. So now Osman would definitely be my pick. Would he be yours? Yeah, definitely. Don't I can't think of anyone else who would like be as good for United as he would. Yeah, no, I completely... No, look, that's that's fair. Like, my Harry Kane's another option, but I just don't know why. I just can't... I just, the reason I wouldn't sign Harry Kane is, I think, because he's going to be 30 in the summer. Look, he's obviously world-class. Everyone knows that. But I think playing 100 million for a guy who's going to be 30 in the summer and who's going to be injury-prone the next three or four years, I just think it's not a great purchase. Do you? No, I, I completely agree with everything you just said there. There's no point I don't sign Harry Kane. I don't Spurs would ask for so much money as well and obviously you've got that uh, stereotype of the English players costing more money so I just think that would be a ridiculous signing compared to signing Osman from Napoli yeah no that's that's a, that's a fair pick alright so I'm going to move on to Tottenham now look I know <laughs> Tottenham are just Tottenham but um, if you were to if they were to sell Harry Kane I, I don't really know much about Tottenham like as in because Tottenham seems to just bring the most random players like Emerson Royal or not, but I think they need a new striker, and they think I need they need a new midfielder. They're gonna need a new goalkeeper. They, they, they need like they just the team just they just need a new starting eleven. I think they're gonna sell Harry Kane and Son. Like they need to do that. I think they need to do that. I know they're two huge players, but you could get nearly two hundred mil for the two of them. But I think the main player that would walk into that team, and it's kind of an underrated uh, underrated player in my opinion. It's James Madison. I think he walks into that team, like absolutely, like like he's putting up serious numbers for Leicester at the moment and he, he's underrated like he's a world like on his day he actually is world class I completely agree with that as well I'm actually looking at the Spurs lineup that they played Southampton with there just there on uh, on Saturday on their mid their two centre midfielders were Hoisberg and Skip like Hoisberg isn't he's not like I wouldn't say he's a world class midfielder he's good on his day but like Madison would be much preferred having him and having Oliver Skip like he's just not like he's a decent uh, like player to be fair but he just isn't at the level he's starting for Spurs they want to actually try win anything over the next few years like they're desperately in need of a centre mid and James Madison probably one of their best options no that club at the moment is just absolutely rotten like the relationship between the players and the manager is horrible. Like, you can see all that thing with Richarlison and Conte having a go with each other. The team just looks so, like, lacklustre. Like, they put... They're so inconsistent, like... They, they'll they win a game, then they'll lose one, then they'll draw one. That's, like, a whole cycle. I mean, 3-3 against Southampton. I'm not going to say much because we did draw to Southampton. But, like, w- we've been consistent this season. I know we've had a few slip-ups. But Spurs are just so inconsistent, and they just look... And, like, Harry Kane has been carrying them for five years. And Daniel Levy has the money, but he just won't invest. I don't know why. And, like, Tottenham obviously all have that whole banter of not winning a trophy. But, no, they're going to need to do some serious investments in the summer. I agree with that. Just think, like, that I'd say that sack Conte in the next... Like, everyone's saying he's going to get sacked in the next week. And I can't see him not being sacked. Like, as the relationship between the players and the managers mad like the stuff Conte was saying about them the other day 
it's ridiculous. And I think like what you said about like United drawing with Southampton, but United being on form this season, it's like when United drew Southampton, like it was an upset. When Spurs drew to them, it was just like wasn't out of the ordinary for them. You're expecting it, like you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But like. To be fair with Conte, I mean, he got them a top four finish last season, which I think is actually pretty impressive. And look, he's obviously had that problem. He's obviously been, I think he has a medical problem. So he's obviously not been there. But I mean, he's right though. He's right about Tottenham. You know, they don't win trophies and they don't spend big. So I actually have to admire Conte coming out and saying that. I mean, I know it's a bit harsh, but like, he's telling the truth. Like, Yeah, you got to respect the honesty, to be fair. Like, maybe he kind of thought it would motivate his players. But I think if anything, they're just going to get him sacked. But, uh, Spurs will be an interesting rebuild to watch over the next few years. Can you manager in, get a bit of money invested in the club and see what happens? Never know, maybe they'll finally get their hands on a trophy. <laughs> I actually cannot wait till they win a trophy. It'll be so funny. They'll probably win like just the Carabao Cup or something. And they'll be... Maybe something. They'll scab a Carabao Cup against <laughs> like Leicester or something in a few years. Yeah. What, what have you thought about the rumours of uh, Pochettino coming back? Cause did you see that interview of Pochettino coming back? And that interview yeah, I see that. that would be I think that'd be great for Spurs he was class like for Spurs he got them to a Champions League final Liverpool like they were actually unlucky like they obviously they were lucky to be fair they were kind of lucky to get past Ajax it wasn't for Lucas Moura but uh, I was so upset to see Ajax not get into the final that year but that's a separate note uh, they, like he got them to a Champions League final and kind of unlucky came up against like probably that was probably Liverpool's best year out of kind of the peak few years we just had so he's kind of unlucky to find the opposition that he found but sure like he did well to get them there like, he was a great manager from the years and his his signings were I'd say better than the ones they've made over the last since he left like Richarlison was a bit of a mad signing I don't, still don't really understand why they signed him to be honest yeah no I, look, look Tottenham are just a banter club really I can't lie yeah, yeah. Uh, but look I actually did like how they played football in the Pochettino I actually thought they were really exciting they were really dangerous as well with that front three of Deli Ali, Son and Kane that was a brilliant front three and then Ericsson in behind they actually used to have a really good team but anyways yeah. move, sorry uh, moving on from Tottenham let's move on to Chelsea and I mean is there much to say on the fact that they spent 600 million and they're still 10th but that's that's the funny thing about it but in all seriousness they actually need a number 9 really badly yeah, they do. Havertz is not like he's just not number nine. It's just so hard not to laugh when talking about Chelsea's transfers. Like six hundred million, and they what? They they're like eight in the league. Like they can't even seem to win two games in a row. Can't even seem to win a game anymore. Like it's just mad. Like yeah, no. spending that much money and getting those results. You know, it's it's just kind of funny, like because you think. You think you spend six hundred million? Surely you get a world class number nine. Like that's the funny thing. And exactly, I mean, yeah, like, like Aubameyang, useless. Uh, Mudrick, not a number nine, but he's actually looked okay. They've obviously got yeah. Joe Felix, who's actually I actually been really impressed with him. Enzo Fernandez, another player they bought. Unkuku, they bought. Like the, I, I have the list here. I just I'm just not bothered to read the hot every single player because they've just signed so many players. But you think if. Hour. Yeah, you'd be talking about next hour and the amount and like signing a bunch of like they're signing a bunch of like players now as well that I put them on like ridiculous contracts. But like Chelsea if I'm, yeah. I'm being honest, if Chelsea get a number nine now, if they get like Harry Kane, I'm not saying not, obviously not Harry Kane, but like even Ivan Tony, if they get a if they get a world class number nine, they're gonna look dangerous like and if they can get Felix on a long term deal. All I'm saying is Chelsea, you know, Chelsea might be looking up again. But I would go yeah. if I was Chelsea, I'd go in for Ivan Tony. 
Who would you go in for if you were Chelsea? I was going to say, when you, when you mentioned him there, actually kind of started thinking, like, that would actually be a very good sign for him. Like, he's proven to be great striker in the Premier League. He can score goals. He can do it all, really. Like, he's actually great. He deserves, I think he deserves a big club move as well. You just kind of hope, like, I actually like Tony, so I'd kind of hope if he does go to a big club that he'd do well and not going to die off. Like, when Hazard was so good for Chelsea, and then when he went to Real Madrid, he just died off, you know what I mean? Like, you just hope something like that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, look, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting who they get because they're obviously going to yeah. go spend big again. But like, I think what they're doing the football is like corruption, really. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't spend six hundred billion. I think it's, I think it, yeah, something has to be done. But like, that's another kind of topic. But no, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. And I think I could see like an Ivan Tony going. Who, who, who what number nine do you think they're going to get? Like, I don't know. I think they, I'd say they'll try a Felix on a long term deal. I feel like if they don't get him, they they'll either sign like a number nine, maybe Tony, as you said, or they kind of just rely on Havertz as a number nine, as they kind of did earlier in the season. Despite like he's not a striker, but I don't know, I don't know. It's kind of a hard one. Yeah, look, whatever whatever happens, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be interesting to see what Todd Bowley yeah. does. It it's almost like. It's almost like he goes online and just sees a player for sale and just goes, yeah, I'll buy him. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Uh, anyways, moving on to Manchester City. Now, this is interesting because <laughs> they seem to have a world-class player in every position. But the position I think they need to be filled is a left-back because if Cancelo goes to Bayern and goes on a long-term deal, and I know he, I know Bayern want to send him back, but if he doesn't, you know what I mean? And obviously the Kyle Walker thing, you know, if right back, if Kyle Walker actually gets arrested for what he did, it'll be interesting. I, I, I'm not going to go into detail about it because look, I don't want to, it's not really like a suitable thing to talk about, you know what I mean? But w- yeah. whatever happens, they're going to need new wing backs. And I think, I, I actually don't know which player they should sign for a left back. I would have thought, there was something there was something linked there about Ben Chilwell. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think they're going to need to go in and sign a left back. And who would be your left back choices? Because I actually... Cannot think of anyone. I think maybe Theo Hernandez or like Ferland Mendy would be the two I think of. I don't see Ferland Mendy leaving Real Madrid because like it wouldn't make sense to do that. But I think Theo Hernandez could be a good sign for them. Like he's some player. He's fast. He's good on. He's good on the ball. Great tackler. Like great player overall. I feel like he'd fit in there well as well. Yeah. No, I've actually watched a bit of him. He looks, he looks good. Looks solid left back. I think he'd do a job. But also, they've been linked to Rafael Liao. They've been linked to a whole lot of players. And I think if they got Rafael Liao, I mean, that would be he'd be some winger. I mean, not that he, obviously with Mares getting on as well, and Grealish to be fair, them's come back into form. So look, whoever they get will be interesting. It, it seems so weird talking about Chelsea and, or about Man City and transfers. Like it just seems really weird because they just have yeah. a world class player in every position. But. One thing they'd need to get is a new midfielder, though, because it looks like Gundogan and Bernardo Silva are both leaving in the summer, and I think they could go in for there's a lot of shouts out, shouts out there. I think it's Barella, it's been linked, and loads of other players. But if you were if you were Man City, you were Pep, and you were thinking about signing a new midfielder, who would you sign? It's most I hate to say as a Liverpool fan, I probably think of Bellingham. Like they have the money to get him, like clearly, like them and Chelsea, and. United as well are like the biggest spenders in the Premier League over the last few years so like they definitely have the money to do it and I don't see why he's an English born lad so I wouldn't see why he wouldn't want to go back to England and play there 
he obviously grew up watching football there so I think like he'd be the number one name that would come to mind obviously Haaland's there as well he's good friends of him I don't know like I think Barella either would be a good shout as you said he's a good young midfielder he seems to be doing really well I've seen a good seen him play for Italy a few times and he's like he's a good emerging young midfielder I think he's a good future head of him but I'd say Belling would be my top pick if I was Pep do you know who I'm going to go for? I'm going to go for Verratti. I know it's not going to happen because I think he signed a new contract. But, I mean, Verratti would be some signing. And I'm also going to go for Neymar as well. Because Neymar's out of contract, I think, soon. And PSG are trying to offload him. And I think if you got Verratti and Neymar on the same team, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think Verratti's going to leave because I think he's happy at PSG. But Neymar, that would be a play, a play maybe deploy Neymar. It's like a cam beside De Bruyne. You never know. Like I mean, it would be some scary. signing. That would be mad. With Haaland in front of them as well, like they would all just cook. The league would be over five years if that happened. Yeah, no, I genuinely would. Like, as if it's not, as if we didn't like think them having Haaland was not for Chico. I mean, forty-two goals this season—just mad. It's actually just mad. But I think I'd I'd love to see Neymar in the Prem. Though I'd love to see how he'd adapt to it and like how he'd play overall. You know what I mean? Or even Messi, bring Messi, bring Messi into the Prem for a year. Like Pep's got loads of links with these players, but look. It'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, you can, you can link. I think everyone's linked to City at the moment. But uh, the last club, the last club we're going to talk about is Arsenal. And look, Arsenal are the best team in the league this season. It's it's factual. Everyone knows it. But who do they need to sign? And I have kind of been scratching my head, thinking. I think they need to get a backup CDM, and I think Telemans would be absolutely perfect for that I know he's not really CDM but he can play in that kind of centre bit CDM role look Thomas Partey's got an injury record so get him in and Jorginho's only there for another year so what about your thoughts on Arsenal yeah Tillemans would be good he, they've been linked, he's been linked with Arsenal for a long time like he's he's been linked with a big move as well just in general for ages and he just never really had it but I think he deserves it like he's some player like, they meant, like he's, I saw clip of him there like I think it was either early this season or the end of last season he scored a wonder goal for Leicester from a free kick like he's got some strike on him and he's a beautiful like midfielder on the ball so he'd be good son for Arsenal I could see him in an Arsenal shirt like as you said going in there for Thomas Party if he's injured or maybe replacing Jacka either because he's getting older I don't know I feel like he'd work there yeah, no, it'll be interesting because Arsenal, I mean, imagine that midfield. Smith Rowe, Xhaka, Partey, Tielemans, Jorginho. I mean, Odegaard, like that would be... Those six midfield choices. I mean, Jack has been turned into a new player like this season. But no, it'll be interesting. I also think that Arsenal should go in for a new striker. I know and this is going to sound a bit mad, but hear, hear me out on this. Jesus, with the injury record. I know Jesus isn't your... Go to 25, 30 uh, goals a season striker. Now, what I think is that they could do is convert him into a winger or even into a false nine and play a striker above him. You know what I mean? So maybe get like a. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of. It's a bit of a shout. Like, I, I could see Ivan Tony at Arsenal, honestly. I think I could see Jesus playing behind him because Jesus is a bit of a playmaker. But it'd be interesting. I think it's just a bit of a. It's a, it's a bit of a wild shout. I, like, I doubt they'll go in for number nine because they've obviously got Nketiah, who, who, to be fair, bags a few goals himself and Jesus is obviously the main man but would you think Arsenal should sign a number 9 or do you think they're good I think it's a tricky one like I just feel like Enkedia isn't up to 
level of winning a Premier League or competing for a Champions League. Like he's a good young lad to be fair, but I just don't think he's up to that level yet. Obviously, he had that good goal against United to win the game in the last in the dying second. I'm sure you were fuming about that. Yeah, we, but, yeah, um, yeah, we don't talk about that. I, yet. Just, I don't know. I just I'm not sure about him. I think Jesus with his injury record as well. Like I say, they don't like have to get a number nine, but it would definitely help. Like I, if I was Arteta, I would definitely be looking at and like Tony, as you said, would be a good option. Convert like Jesus to like a winger, as you said. Like he's played, I saw he played right winger for a bit for City last season, and he actually did really well. So like I could definitely see that happening, or going into a false nine, as you said. Yeah, no. But like, if I was that, I would definitely, I would be looking again. You number nine, yeah. You know, like, he's a good player. He's, he's world class. I was maybe not work, well. He's kind of in between, but no, like a number nine would be yeah. so important for them. But a left back as well they need because look, Zinchenko is Zinchenko can play anywhere, but I think they need a left back because Kieran Tierney's future looks a bit kind of like undecisive whether he's going to leave or not. So look, it'll be interesting to see what Arteta does. You know, whatever he's, he's building something really really good at Arsenal and the, it's a good structure at the club the the players you know the players are playing for him obviously playing for the badge as well so it looks good at Arsenal yeah so yeah I agree with you so, yeah so do, do you want to just give us your last kind of insight on what do you think how do you think the Prem like how do you think Arsenal are going to finish the season because obviously they're winning the league well sorry they're obviously oh, head of the league at the moment oh, sorry Go on. Yeah, I'd say I'll end up winning it to be honest. Like I don't know, it's it is quite tight. Like there's there's eight points between them and City have a game in hand. So like if City win that game in hand, which they probably will, it's a five point difference with ten games left. So I don't know, it'd be really weird. Like City might make a late charge, but I feel like at this stage Arsenal will just about manage to hold on, but it, it's gonna be a great um end of the season to watch. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting on the final day. Like, it'd be it'd be great crack if it came down to like equal points and like both playing in the last. And then like I don't know, yeah. like we have an Aguero moment. Do you remember the Aguero moment? It'd be something mad yeah, like that. Something like that. Anyways, Paul, that's a bit. Sorry, that wraps up the episode. Um, Paul, uh, thanks for Mill for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for listening, guys.